0: Are you looking to build a career in animation? How do you succeed in this competitive industry? Well, look no further because that's exactly what we're going to be addressing in this episode of the Zista Podcast. Welcome to the Zista Podcast, where we invite industry speakers, academicians, to answer queries raised by students within a specific subject area. Today we're going to be focusing on art and design, and more specifically, animation. As you can imagine, animation is a subject area that is attracting a lot of students, a lot of opportunities that are available for students to explore in India as well as around the world. And I'm so happy that I'm being joined today by Leon Kristin. Uh, so he's going to help us with this answer, and let me tell you a little bit about him. So Leon's done a Bachelor in arts from the Maharaji Sayaji Rao University in Bar- Baroda. And then he went on to do a a course in 3D animation from VanArts, which is the Vancouver Institute of Media Arts. He has over 18 years of experience. He's worked with fantastic firms like Tata LXC, Technicolor, as well as Hohu Studios in New Zealand. Currently, Leon is the head of Creative Operations Feature at Micros Animation, and he's based in Bangalore. So, firstly, let me say thank you for joining us, Leon. Really appreciate you making time for this episode and helping us address this specific question.
1: Thank you Amit for a lovely intro, Uh, it's my pleasure joining and you know uh, love to talk about my experience and any questions
0: that you have so thank you once again for inviting me here. Super, Uh, why don't we start by you know you telling us a little bit about yourself you know Dion, uh, you know what attracted you to animation, when did you know that this is a career that I want to get into you know? It's an interesting
1: question and uh, my answers always remain the same. I never knew when I was in school that I would probably get into design for a living or even that to animation. So I was always the guy that if you open my notebooks, at the end of it, I would always be doodling something. Like <laughs> you. <laughs> you know, you make a flip book out of it and you just... Awesome. You know, so that was always there with me. I enjoy that. Uh, so when I when I passed out of school and then I had to choose something, I did get enrolled in ESC <laughs> uh my dad told me that there is uh, an opening uh, in ms university for finance right i have heard from a few people that why didn't you do a course you're great in drawing and stuff but i had never had that formal uh, education in drawing i never did a course i never did a class so i was a little scared but i went ahead i gave the test it's a seven uh, It's a five day test where wow right uh, the other day sculpture the then there's painting and then they evaluate your marks. If you make it, then you have an interview. So it's a pretty long process. Uh, somehow I got through. it. I still don't know how but I did it, right? So, but that was the beginning of what was uh, well, what my life is right now. And it's a four-year degree course that I did. I specialize in graphic design. Fantastic. Third year I was like, I'm going to do my graphic design. I'm get my get myself into advertising, be an art director someday. And that's sure. exactly what my, my seniors were doing, you know, and I would see them placed in Mumbai, Bombay, you know, in the really good uh, ad agencies. But by the end of third year, I saw a couple of short films that were from UCLA, well, you know, okay. on okay. the tape, tape that time, and I was just warned by them. And they were like about three, four minutes each. Okay. A lovely story. They had a great message in that, and they were pretty simple, uh, very graphic. But they moved me, and that touched me, and I said, "Hey, this looks interesting. Much, much better than you know, uh, you know, designing posters and magazines and show." (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry, but I'm talking about old days, and that's what uh, graphic design was that time. Um, So that's when, after my fourth year, you know, I said, "Let me try and get into 3D animation." Is what uh, I did a small course from Puneera and a multimedia course, and I. Even I got a job as a graphic visualizer in okay. the Mumbai companies. But that just lasted for about three months. And I said, no, I need to learn animation. So that's when I, I, I got a chance to be at Red Arts. I did a course there. That's a whole new beginning. You know, I learned 2D and I learned 3D. I came back and then I started my first job at Data Lake. So that's me okay. just as an animator. And then I I worked myself up. I worked a little bit at Huhu, which was New Zealand. Again, a great experience, a beautiful uh, country, uh, you know, lovely people. But the work culture was different, you know. Right. That was an experience. Uh, Then when I got back here in 2009, uh, you know, that time it was called Technical. Now it is Micros Animation. Amazing projects that I would work when I started working with Nickelodeon. Uh, I moved to Disney projects and then DreamWorks. So now I handle the feature division of uh, Micros Animation, and since two years we are working on feature films. So it's been a it's been a great journey.
0: Fantastic, and you've really mentioned some good brands. I mean, uh, you know, the fact that you got work experience abroad, that just kind of uh, I would say broadens your horizon, broadens your mindset. Uh, you know, working in a global environment and coming back to India, working with such fantastic brands like Nick, uh, you know, Disney, as you mentioned a chance to work, work uh, with DreamWorks. Uh, so I'm sure you must have worked on some really interesting projects. So any project that stands out, uh, you know, in terms of something that you really, really enjoyed working on more than others?
1: Uh, uh, I So the lot of projects that I worked on, uh, the the one that I really liked uh, and, uh, as an animator, which I was animating also, was of okay. Madagascar. Okay. And that's a Nidoran series, and it had a character called Julia and everybody loves juliet and he was spot on you know uh he would he, they had a great script they had a great storyboard and you could just go crazy with him So that was one of the characters and i i really missed uh, uh, that one but yeah that's one of
0: my favorites awesome awesome and i think penguins of madagascar was a spin-off from the movie madagascar right exactly. and i think julian is also a character in the movie if i remember correctly that's right. Like, you know, right, like, right. all of the Madagascar movies, uh, Juliet has been a character. He's a Lemur who thinks
1: he's a king and then he has two, uh, you know, characters that are kind of helping him out. Really fun.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I remember that. I remember that. He says all these corny lines in Madagascar, you know. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. Character from Madagascar. Yeah. Even Skipper, the penguin. He's like, he, they all had a character.
1: They That's were very and but they would have all the corny lines gags were amazing you know so correct <laughs> it always it was always fun just to watch the animatic you know just just wait for the boards that were just coming it was hilarious and then of course to animate it to render mm-hmm. it see the final output uh was was beautiful
0: awesome awesome so uh thanks for this i think you know uh it really gives us a context of the kind of work that you've done and i think you're really well placed to you know answer this you know how have you seen animation evolve, uh, you know, in the last 10 years? I mean, so uh, feel free to answer this, uh, you know, keeping a more relevant time frame in mind if you think 10 years is too long. Uh, <laughs> because animation, there are so many developments, so many so many new technologies that, uh, you know, animators are using today. But in from your context, how have you seen it uh, evolve?
1: I think it's a great question. And uh, I'll try to answer it as much as I can. But I would say it's evolved a lot not only the 10 years it's a world from a more time before that also right from 2d animation moving into 3d and now into virtual reality you know and now we have ai also kind of coming in it has it's you, you know i will see there are all pros that that kind of these begin uh audience expectations you know have risen to the next level i remember me as a kid you know just watching uh, tom and jerry and you know all those studio shows and now I see my daughter uh, watching, you know, Power Patrol and, you know, a lot of the other movies, which right, uh, right. there is a message uh, that, you know, some are hero-based, some are action-based, some are just funny, you know. So there is a lot of variety that has stepped in. Uh, right. Also with the the competing platform kind of coming in, right? If so, you need a lot of content. And I think that's where a lot of production houses are looking at varieties of contents also. Just so that... Capture every type of audience, which is magic, right. right? So uh, it's not only the age groups, but also different genres, uh, different tastes. You know, mm-hmm. uh, animation. I feel it's uh, you can make somebody laugh, you can make somebody cry, you can you can make somebody really feel scared about it. And it could it can go dark, it can go mm-hmm. very also, uh, right? It depends on the the vision of the director and you know what type of storytelling is there. Uh, Technically, also, there are pretty good softwares now that we have here uh, in the Edge, We in 3D Max, uh, then came SoftMunch, and then Maya. Maya has been an outstanding software. Oh. Absolutely. Now you have Blender, and you have a lot more Houdini, and all of these kind of coming in. Uh, for, for us, as an industry, we're always trying new things that can help us get good productivity but also get us good results you know uh, we absolutely on the DD uh, we can we can give the artists more freedom to to, to work on the creativity and spend ma- uh, less manageable hours you know so I think and I still see it going uh, you know uh, I, uh, go up and about uh, and we are great that we kind of adapt to that you know human race is really great and adapting to what kind of comes in and suits them. so yeah I mean it's been great since 10 years, and I see a, 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 it will change. It will keep
0: changing. Every five years. different, Correct. Right. All right. And I wanted to ask you, you know, um, animation, I think, it plays a really important role today. Uh, but from your context, can you maybe uh, touch upon the role that it plays in motion pictures and other kinds of media?
1: So I think animation as a whole is is a very big packet right correct and, uh, if you say like what is animation uh it will start from modeling you know just mo- modeling a character right and then texturing the character putting skin color eyes hair stuff like that then we go to rigging rigging is more like bones you know you give bones inside a body from so mm-hmm. that animator can move them and then you can get yeah. out of it it can make them smile uh then, then you have layout which is like a cinematography you 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 do you need a close up shot do you need a long shot you know what is the staging going to be like how movies have a production set you know of... exactly exactly And it, this is all coming from the knowledge of live action movies uh right and we are doing exactly the same thing but virtually you know correct event. correct and then then the animators they 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 shoot themselves because that's the, one of the best references they can do uh, for acting shots, or it's an action, action movie. Uh, they, uh, they didn't use them as a reference. Then they animate. There would be effects coming in later where, you know, they, uh, there could be blasts happening. There could be debris flying all over a <laughs> like, shot, so on that kind of thing. At the end, it's lighting and compositing where they put lights according to the mood board. What the director wants, you know, they want something which is very rosy and good and uplifting the audience. It will they want bright colored. If it's something which is dark and they make sense, we really make it scary. They will kind of put those type of lights and then they finally render it. So that's normally the process that we have pre-production and post-production uh, is what I just explain. But at the end of it, it's all delay. If you can tell a story in the way. Uh, that can motivate the audience, can move the audiences. When after they watch a movie or a series, you know they keep lingering. That keeps lingering in the mind. Hey, that was that was what I couldn't. Or you know you keep them hanging there. Now we see a lot of these series where you did not go finish it at the end of it. They say okay to see what's next. You have to watch season.
0: Two. Watch the next episode. Right.
1: Right. And so it starts from writing a story, and then you know you get into production of like, how can you make it better and the story gets evolved or gets edited even when the it's already in production, when they are animating it. So a lot of the production houses, even like Netflix, Pixar's, they all look at, if they feel this is not working out, either they throw it off, they rewrite that part. So it's never like, okay, the story is locked, they start production, and you don't change anything, and then it's always evolving, evolving, and at the end, you get the finish. So it's a lot of hard work, a lot of people kind of coming in, creative, technical, you know, uh, uh, everybody, it's a, it's a great team effort when you see the last part of it. <laughs> That's why you did it so long <laughs> at the end of it.
0: No, no, absolutely. And I can totally imagine what a fulfilling experience that must be uh, from seeing a character being molded to actually, uh, you know, seeing that final piece of work going live. I, I think that must be such a fulfilling experience for any animator and, uh, you know, you said that there are so many different people involved in the process which actually brings me to my next question, you know, uh, about the kind of careers that students can explore in the field of animation. So when we say animation, you know, the layman they just think of, you know, anything which is like a cartoon or, you know, an animated flick or an animated series but if you go behind the scenes, can you maybe touch upon the different kind of careers or jobs that students can do? Sure. So, uh, as I was just explaining
1: that animation is a pretty wide scope. Yes. It has a lot of departments in that. So uh, if you are studying animation, you know, uh, I would always want everyone to just go through the foundation where they get to do a little bit of modeling and, you know, they maybe they build a model and they texture it a little bit. They rig it also. They also animate it and end light the whole scene. So maybe, right. uh, maybe it could be just a project of just... Uh, making a short film or making just a scene fight, couple of scenes, then you just do some animation where a guy jumps and, you know, falls and stands up. And it could be anything, but they do the whole process. Then they know, well, one thing is that what attracts them, what is pulling them, you know, and sometimes you feel, oh, I'm not good at animating, but i am really great at modeling something. Right. You can take your career just on modeling. So when you make your demo reel at the end of the course, uh, focus on what exactly you want to, apply as a job you know if it's going to be modeling showcased more of that stuff so that you know When uh, the when the recruiters are looking at that they know exactly what oh, uh, the, the artist is applying for modeling and that's what the whole read is based on if it's animation uh you know there can be animation also i think through the journey you come to know what you are good at and, right you know sometimes you know i won't be an animator but maybe, you know, you're not as good as an animator as you're a lighter. Maybe you have a better lighting sense, a color sense. And I think that's mm-hmm. a profession that you want to kind of go into. And the great thing about this generation is that you get so much stuff right now online. Uh, right. I students, you know, because when we, you know, I'm involved in recruitments also. Okay. The students are way ahead of the game, you know. and Awesome. Yeah. So they already have tried a lot of things and they have so many things in the bag and then we have to pull them back a little bit and say, all right, you need to focus." Yeah, they, they would have done this, they would have done that, and they would have do all that and like, no, no, no. In the industry, professionally, you have to do only one thing and that could be only animation or that could be only layout or maybe rendering, you know, I'm just saying. So then we kind of bring them back and we will uh, let them do what the strength is. I think it's very important for anybody to understand what the strength is but do the whole thing. You know, a foundation uh, is, is good uh, to just run through the whole thing, uh, try out something, and then maybe focus a couple of years
0: just trying to get that out. Awesome. And I think you you laid it out really well. You know, I mean, in terms of the entire process of creation, at every stage, at every stage of that journey, there is a job possibility. You know, So someone could be doing task A, B, C, but it's all part of a pipeline. It's all part of a larger funnel where you have multiple people working and collaborating to make that come alive that's just so amazing another thing which i found pretty amazing is that not only is the industry uh, you know not only is the industry shaping up differently as we move along but in the creative process itself there could be instances where you have that freedom to deviate from say a script and adapt on the spot based on what's working and versus what's not working and i think that was a really interesting uh, Point that you made you know uh leon thanks for that yeah. uh yeah no, I have this,
1: because that i feel the thing i just wanted to comment on what you said absolutely freedom you know freedom is is something that every artist needs and right. I, I think uh, you don't get it everywhere but i think that's a place where you can explore and an artist should be always given a chance to put their own mark somewhere you know it is animation it's modeling you know, when you look at a model, like, yeah, I know this is done by Tadiraj, oh, I thought this is done by Amit, you know, so it's something where uh, that's also great sense for anybody to grow, you know, when they know they're doing well and the, but people recognize them from their artwork, you know, wow, yeah, I just wanted to have that.
0: No, no, absolutely. I mean, making your mark, uh, you know, having a distinct element or a signature style where someone can just see a piece of work and say, this has been done by Leon. You know, I mean, I think that's, uh, that's amazing. Um, so, you know, you mentioned that you also do recruitment and you obviously interact with a lot of students who want to join the industry, who want to make a career in it. So uh, let me ask you this, you know, what are the traits that you look for? Uh, or put another way, what traits do students need to succeed in uh, animation? Very interesting question, and uh, a couple
1: of things I would say, uh, not in any particular order, but I think the first thing that we look, if you're meeting somebody face-to-face, right, uh, we want to see the passion, you know, uh, the mm-hmm. energy that they have, uh, of like, uh, how interested are they, how much do they know, know the industry, sometimes it's about even the companies, have they seen the work of the company that they're applying to? Yeah. Right. And... Uh, and I would really say they can mention that on their resume or a cover letter that's kind of going on side by side, right? Here would be uh, nail down what the interests are. Uh, do you want to do only texturing? Do you only want to do animation or do you want to do modeling? I think that clarity is what also when we look at and what is on the resume should also reflect on the demo that is there. And you have right. anybody, something that speaks for us like a portfolio. Excuse me. So what you need to do is that the if you apply for modeling, there has to be good stuff which represents your modeling skills. Uh, right? Uh, are you, uh, you know, if I'm just going to elaborate a little bit, if you're a character modeler, then maybe mm-hmm. different types of character could be a cartoony style model, you know, which is like a Mickey Mouse. Then you might go into something which is more game-like. You know, it's very bulky armors. Yeah, yeah, all. absolutely. So maybe if you can show some variety on that. Uh, the same can be applied to animation also where you do some walk cycles or you do some action which is very cartoony style, caution stretch and all. At the same time, you might have a clip which is uh, of, of a SWAT fight or maybe, uh, you know, or, or a kung fu or something which is all very sharp, uh, where, you know, and it has a lot of weight and structure to that. So I think those variations are, again, when we look at reels, we, we would like to see uh, things. Keep it short, I would say do not extend the demo reel more than like say three minutes. It's started very boring. Have your best things right at the start of it. You want to capture, uh, you know, the recruiter's attention right in the first 10 seconds. So I would say the best has to go at the start of it. Uh, People put a lot of music sometimes, but I think it's somewhere uh, as an animation reel, I don't think you need music. It just can be dialogues if they've animated that. Even if it's box cycles, can have a subtle music background music. Yeah, the uh, the modeling reel or the reels or the texturing reels or lighting reels can still have some nice uh, subtle music, not too overwhelming. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, and and also on your resume, if you can put your aspirations, you know, this is what I want. You need to capture the the recruiter's attention. You know, right? Uh, and yeah, so. I would say, yeah, that, that there's a lot of scope and you can look at some references from online, you know, but try to, one of that process. Uh, and it should be just one page. It should not be a big, big, long story also. You know, just make it short, keep it crisp, and then definitely, and go prepared for the interview. So, go go over for an interview.
0: You know. Absolutely. I think all the points that you mentioned are so relevant. Uh, and I, I, in particular, I like that point about uh, showcase your best work first, because... Um, you know, even in the context of, uh, you know, any ad or any kind of communication piece that you're working on, if you're not able to capture a person's attention in the first few seconds, then, uh, you know, that is, uh, you're just going to lose them, right? So it's really important to put your, your best work first. And I think that is so bang on. So thanks for that, Leon.
1: Yeah, right. Because you have seen some cases where they would leave, they are building up something, right? And they leave the best for the last. <laughs> right. But I don't think anybody is coming to watch a film or something, which is they're going to sit till the last moment. So it's something that you don't put it at the end. And also, just to add, if you don't like something, you're not happy with it, do not put it on the reel. Because
0: again, very good point. People
1: where we just look at 10 seconds or maybe just maybe under 20 seconds and like, hey, let's just hire this person. This this person is great. So you can impress a person by just the, the quality of it, not the quantity of it. So, you know... Just just wow. be very nice, yeah. So even then, this applies to professionals also, right? If you're not happy with it, that
0: means the next person is all gonna like it. So let's just remove that, throw it out. <laughs> awesome, and I and I just talking to you, Leon. I can just sense the the amount of times you may have, uh, you know, just redone something just because you may not be happy with it, and you know, when you're, it only goes. I mean, it shows me that you're so conscious on quality conscious about you know giving a really fantastic uh, end product, giving a creating a curating a really lovely experience for users. So I can totally totally get that. amazing. yeah,
1: yeah, thank you, no. I think it's taken us a long time. I did run again I speak for my company as well. it is uh, it's all about quality. It's all about relationships, you know how we 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 work with clients and we we give them a little bit more than what right? you know we can ask. And as I say, we leave a mark where they know, okay, this is done by 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 this person, and that is very important. And I think uh, I, I I always believe it's about one is about quality that will always drive you to go back and and do it again with the same group. So uh, and that will speak for yourself. You don't need to sell anything. We are you know we are artists. We have to present ourselves very visually rather than you know it's not about a great resume. It's not about what you scored in your in your final paper or your exam but right said, can you do this can you make it look good you know uh
0: can you motivate people so uh, it comes down to that fantastic um thanks thanks leon i really enjoyed this discussion and thank you once again for making time uh you know to talk to students clarify some of these doubts that they have and more importantly giving them really good pointers on what they can do to succeed in animation so thanks for that. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Zista Podcast, and we're going to keep churning out content like that, responding to queries that students have within specific subjects. So do follow us on YouTube. And uh, yes, if you are into you know audio podcasts, then follow us on platforms like Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Our handle is the Zista Podcast. Till we meet again, our advice would be stay curious.